Ladies, ladies, you don't have to wait for someone else to show enthusiasm for you. You can do that for yourself. We can do that together. Welcome to the Cup of Glow podcast. I'm your host, Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva, and I have the t-shirt to prove it. The Cup of Glow podcast seeks to entertain, inform, and inspire you through serial stories and discussions prompting you, the milestone diva in our midst, to own your power. How important is peace for you? Peace comes to us in many ways. There is peace of mind as we strive for happiness, peace within relationships, even if ex-spouses may still be in the picture or the peace that financial freedom can bring. Kelly McGrath is a peace-building lawyer focusing on guiding people through life's challenges with compassion. She helps people resolve their legal issues with peace and privacy, and her firm focuses on conflict mediation and bankruptcy. Kelly believes that world peace is possible, and her purpose is to help people talk to each other and resolve their legal problems out of court. Kelly joins us today to share information and hope that you may need to hear if you're seeking peace in your life, or you may be able to pass along to someone within your circle of influence. Kelly, thank you for your time today. You are described as a peace-building lawyer. What does a peace-building lawyer do? Well, thank you so much, Gloria. I'm so excited to be on Cup of Glow. And first of all, I want to thank you for all the 50 and over women out there like me Uh, You know, we are strong and we are powerful, but we love support and we love the inspiration that you bring. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this offering that you're putting into the world. Um, I think that for me, a peace building lawyer is a lawyer that helps people get internal peace inside in their life, inside their soul and handle conflict in a way that aligns with their values. There's, there's two kinds of peace. There's negative peace and positive peace. So negative peace is the absence of conflict. And positive peace is the peace building aspects of training people and talking to people about how they can build peace in their life. So I do both of those. I help them resolve their conflicts and I help them build peace in their life. So that's why I consider myself a peace building lawyer. Um, There is no doubt that we can have peace in our world, but it starts on the individual level. Wow. That sounds like something that's really nice for people who are seeking legal help, but also need to feel some warm and fuzzy when they're working with their lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. There's a, you know, there's a lot of um, perceptions about lawyers out there. I'm in a group, a worldwide group of lawyers called the Integrative Law Movement that believe in doing everything in their power to empower people to resolve their conflicts out of court and not and to 
get get the adversarial system out out of their conflict if they can at all. I'm not saying that we don't need court. And I believe that we do need those really strong lawyers that'll go into court and do those battles for us. We need warriors and protectors like that. But we, for the vast majority of conflicts in our life and even legal conflicts, we don't need to go to court. We don't want need to have a judge who doesn't know anything about our lives or our needs lay down the law and tell us what our life is going to be like. We can work together with the person that we're in conflict with and resolve that as long as we have someone, a guide like me, that can help them translate their language into less judgmental language and focus on those needs and those feelings. So yeah, I am, this is my purpose in life and I am just loving what I do every day. All right. The novel (laughs) coronavirus COVID-19 has left so many people in our community without jobs, with food insecurity and other financial strife. How do you help people navigate through these perilous times without giving up? Yeah, that's a really great question. And um, we're going to see more and more people fall into poverty and just really struggle financially, sometimes for the first time in their lives, and really not know what to do. And my goal is to make sure that people know that they are supported, cared about, and loved and that there is a way out for them. I don't what I what I what makes me so sad is hearing about people struggling privately by themselves alone and afraid. And we don't have you know in our country we don't talk to each other about finances. We just don't talk about that. But now it's the time to reach out to your friend and your family member and say, "How are you doing?" financially? Are you able to make your ends meet every month? And if you're not, there's some some ways that you can be supported. And how are you doing mentally? Because that that anxiety and that fear, especially if you're holding it in and you're just ashamed and afraid, um, that's 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 what we don't want to see. That's that's so damaging to everyone, to your spirit and you know we are seeing the rise in suicides death by suicides over financial issues i actually know 3 of 3 in this in this uh, county and this the really that's tragic and what's even sadder is all 3 of those people could have been helped by bankruptcy and those debts could have been wiped away completely wiped away in 3 months so I want our I want us to support each other and just te- let everyone know that bankruptcy is a very reasonable option for hardworking, responsible people. And um, yeah, and I can tell you more about that too. But yeah, well, I'm surprised about the suicide. That is really awful. I have heard something about older people in general committing suicide and it seems to be on the rise but i didn't even connect that with financial issues have you noticed any increases in older people filing for bankruptcy yeah and especially i have and and i will say that especially women women are been, have been hit much harder than men for covid as far as their financial uncertainty and as you can imagine why women are normally the care most of the caregivers in our society 
And they're the ones that will stay home from work to take care of the kids. And the childcare has been interrupted this year and so has school. So women have disproportionately left the workforce um, more than men here um, for during this time of COVID. And it, they're not gonna recover as fast. So we're gonna definitely see the rise in, in older people, but specifically women. Well, and they're also caregivers of their, fam- of their older family members majority of the time as well. That's a double whammy because you're taking care of kids and you're taking care of much older relatives. That's really hard. How yeah, can- and you don't, yeah, so I'm sorry, go ahead. No, <laughs> you go ahead. You're sharing the good information. Keep going. Well, I was also going to say, you know, it is a double whammy because then they don't get their promotions. And they're not, they're held back in the workforce. When they come back into the workforce, they come in at a different level than the person who never left the workforce. So we are seeing a definite rise in women with their financial struggles and challenges. Yeah. Well, sometimes the stigma of bankruptcy is some people feel they should pay their bills and they're worried about being a deadbeat in their mind if they file for certain types of bankruptcies. So can you maybe share a little bit about the types of bankruptcies that might help people overcome that stigma? I sure will. And that's really one of the things that I hold so dear about um, our firm is that we when we meet a client, we first deeply listen to them and really talk about the deeper needs and listen to their fears and how they feel about their situation that they're in right now. And we do that so that they can really get a sense that everything is going to be okay. So, and, and that they are a hardworking, responsible individual who had a few bumps in the road. And as you know, like our wages have not kept up with the rate of inflation for 40 years. So any little bump in the road is going to financially is going to turn into a really big snowball very quickly. And medical debt and credit card debt, you know, if you get into have a, a little incident and, and you're sick and get in the hospital, you know, our healthcare system in the U.S. is not great. So you come out of that with a big debt and then you start living off maybe your credit cards or something and you can find yourself just in a pickle and not knowing what to do. And then you're scared, afraid and trying to make ends meet. When we when a client comes to see us, first of all, we reach out to them with compassion and understanding. This is not their fault. This is a a societal issue that we have in the United States, and we don't have the support that other countries have. So if they want to get right with everything, bankruptcy is the way to go. If they have unsecured debt, there's two types that I mainly um, see clients with, and I'll just go quickly through those. One is called a Chapter 7, and for a Chapter 7 bankruptcy, you have to be under a certain income level that I would say the majority of people um, in this region would qualify for. And that is um, a kind of bankruptcy where your assets, there's exemptions, but some of your assets might get sold 
to repay the creditors. Like, um, for instance, if you had certain number of tools or maybe musical instruments or even your car, but there are exemptions that help protect those items and your house is completely protected in Florida. Um, but what happens is after those assets are sold, all of your other debts are completely wiped away, the unsecured debts. So those are the things that are not secured by a piece of property. So those would be your medical debts and your credit card debt and your payday loans. Things like that are completely wiped away and it only takes three months. And then there's another type of bankruptcy <clears throat> called a wage earners bankruptcy. And in that type of bankruptcy, there's no assets sold. What they do is take all of your debts and put them into one payment that you pay over five years. So you have like one lump sum payment that you pay over five years. And then at the end of the five years, if there are any of unsecured debts remaining, those get wiped away as well. So really both types give you a completely fresh start and it's really the responsible thing to do for yourself and your family to just get this start that you need. Well, that sounds great and people can pick and choose and I'm sure you'll guide them through the process to help them get the best choice for them. Absolutely. Every situation is completely different. It's like a puzzle that you work out with your lawyer, um, just depending on what assets you have, what your financial situation is, what type of debts you have, and really what your goals are as well. Let me ask you about married couples. We all know that for taxes, we can file married jointly or we can file separately. Can you do that with bankruptcy? You can, you can, you certainly can. And there's, you know, there's um, reasons why you would file separately and your attorney can help you with those, with that. And if you, you know, if you don't, if your spouse doesn't have any of the debt, their name is not on those credit cards, then they don't need to file with you. So yeah, it's, it's a great, um, it's a great question. And, and if you do file by yourself, your spouse is not going to, that's not going to show up on their credit report either. And I do want to say one thing about the credit report because there's a big misconception about bankruptcy that, you know, people don't want to file because it will impact their credit. And so I always ask them, tell me what your credit score is right now. And a lot of people don't know. So there's a free annualcreditreport.com. You can get your credit report and see what your credit score is. And then the the what i want to know is tell me why you want you want to protect your credit score so much right now because oftentimes if they're ready for bankruptcy they've had missed payments and their credit score has already taken a hit which they don't think about so if you file for bankruptcy yes it's going to stay on your credit report if it's a chapter 7 for 10 years or if it's a chapter 13 for uh, 7 years but after a month of after you just get discharged all your debts get discharged for a chapter seven you'll start receiving credit applications and within three months your score can go up 75 points you now have less debt and so more disposable income and you're able to stay current with the bills that you do have so your credit will slowly increase right after you get that discharge and then um, if you need, you know, if they say, well, well, I want to buy a car or I want to buy a house, 
And I'll never be able to do that if I wreck my credit by filing for bankruptcy. That's just not true. That might have been true a long time ago, but in 2005, the bankruptcy laws changed. So if you wanted to buy a car, you can buy a car right after your discharge. I've, um, you know, in Tallahassee, we have Kraft Nissan here, and I've been in contact with the finance manager to ask for my clients. And they're well aware of bankruptcy and what that means. And they have a whole program for people who have filed for bankruptcy so that they can get in a car in a re with a reasonable rate. And then for a house, if a client really wants to get in a house after bankruptcy, it just depends on what type of mortgage you get. And there's different types of mortgages, but between it takes between one year and four years after your discharge to be able to get a mortgage loan. So it's not something that's going to impact you forever and hold over your head forever. It's something that's going to bankruptcy is something that's going to give you the breathing room to start your new life and to plan for your bright future. Well, so I just want to clear that up. Thanks a lot for doing that because I'm sure a lot of people may worry about that credit score. You know, that's such a big deal in our society. What's your credit score? You can't do anything without a good one. I would much rather take the hit on the bankruptcy, get peace of mind, and start over and worry about the credit score later. Uh-huh. I agree. Kelly, we're going to switch out a little bit. On this podcast, we always provide opportunities to recognize and celebrate birthdays with our listeners by offering a fun story or fun birthday trivia. Tell us about your most fun or interesting birthday. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. In 2011, it was the my birthday weekend. I went to the Spirit of the Swanee Music Park for a jazz and funk music festival. And uh, the one, I was with a, uh, my friends, two of my friends, and we camped with some of their friends. And then their friends had some of their friends camping with us. And one of those people turned out to be my future husband. <sighs> And I met him at Spirit of the Swanee at a funk and jazz music festival. And we stayed up, you know, watched the music together and sat around a campfire and talked late into the night. And we, after that event, we started emailing each other every day. And we emailed each other. We didn't call on the phone or do video. We emailed. And then we also played chess by postcard, which is a way of, there's a notation of chess, the chessboard that you can um, note which moves are what. And we played chess by postcard and emailed each other every day for three months before we both really admitted that we had feelings for each other. <laughs> that sounds like the best birthday ever. It was, it was. And he moved up here a year later and moved into my neighborhood. And then three years later, we got married. And that was, you know, 2015. All right. Good deal. <laughs> Kelly, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Before we close, please leave us with at least one nugget of wisdom to help us bring in the new year happy. 
Okay. Well, I want to I want to say a quote from a peace builder named Dominic Barter. He's a worldwide peace builder, and he says, "Let me let me read the quote." He says, "Conflict holds within it vital messages regarding unmet needs and areas of necessary change." So, given this understanding, safety is increased not by avoiding conflict but by moving towards it with the intention of hearing the messages within. So I just want to tell the reader, the listeners that conflict can be scary, but if you have someone who is seasoned and learned in the ways of conflict resolution and communication, you can transform that conflict and get the life that you want. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> that was wonderful. Today's program was brought to you by Replay Fitness, Inc., helping women age 50 and older to retire happy and feel good again. Please send your emails to info at replayfitnessinc.com to join our wait list and be informed when new sessions are open. If you are already subscribed to the Cup of Glow podcast, thank you. If you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe so you will be notified when new episodes have been posted. Until next time, this has been the Cup of Glow podcast with Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva. It's about a decade and not a day. <laughs>